0: Alright, good morning Higher Vision Church. Come on, 1005. You guys ready to rock and roll this morning? Come on, you could be anywhere else, but you got to church. So come on, why don't you clap for yourself for getting to church on a Sunday morning? Come on, I'm expecting God to do something great. But here's the thing, I don't need to just get to another church, but I, I need, I need to have an experience with Jesus Christ, and that's what I'm expecting for each and every one of you, and even our friends online, you know, we understand that you guys have a ton of options when it comes to your online participation with the church uh, family, and we're so honored that you would choose to join us today here at church. Heart Vision, can we welcome our online campus this morning? So excited to be here. And you know, I'm the student ministries pastor here, and this is a huge week for our student ministry at Higher Vision. This week we have, as you saw on the screens, the bash. And if you're uh, uh, in seventh to twelfth grade, we would love to see you this week. It's gonna be an awesome time. Right in the NPR, it's really gonna be a service like you haven't really experienced at the venue before. It's gonna be amazing. And also college-age young adults, we have hip-hop night this Thursday. Very excited about what's happening. It's a big week. It's a big day for our church because right after third service is the build meeting. So if you are a volunteer, or you want to volunteer, you definitely want to get to the BUILD meeting. And it's, it's always just a, a great honor for me and a privilege to be able to come to main service and, uh, and share with our church family and to fill in for Pastor Jared this week. And I'm very honored to be able to do that and gonna be continuing the series he started last week called Circle Up. And, uh, this, and this message, Pastor Jared introduced a really powerful principle in Hebrews that I really think will help us reach our full potential as followers of Christ. Would you guys stand with me today as we, as we uh, read the scripture? Go ahead and read right along with me. Just join me. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up, to uh, meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Let's pray. Father God. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your house today, Lord. God, I ask that you would just, God, have me be insignificant today, God, so you could be the significant one in the room. Lord, God, I ask that hope would spring up on the inside of each one of us in this room, God, that we'd be encouraged, Lord, to live life together today in circles. Lord, we thank you for you about to do in these moments we share. In Jesus' name, everyone agree with that prayer, would say amen. amen. Why don't you high-five someone next to you and go ahead and sit back down. We are going to get started. And you know, I was just thinking about service today, and sometimes you know I just like to think about stuff. And I was sitting there, and I was just thinking about some things, and how in our life there are certain things that are just better off together, like like milk and cookies. I mean, you know what I, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Like, come on, like right out the oven, chocolate chip. Come on. Yeah. Oatmeal cookie or, or peanut. I mean, some things are better together. Milk and cookies are one of them. I was thinking about other things too, like, I don't know, maybe when you were going to school, your mom or your dad, they prepared your lunch for you. And you opened up that lunch bag and you found something that goes perfect together. Peanut butter and Jelly. <laughs> Come on, peanut butter and jelly. It's just, it's just better together. Chips and salsa yeah. is better together. Or chips and guacamole. Yeah. Come on, we're having church now, right? I can feel it. <laughs> some things are, ooh, ooh, man, some things are, they're just, they're just better together, like bacon and eggs, or bacon and anything. This just better. <laughs> Come on, put some bacon on that. <laughs> some things are just better together. Los Angeles and the Rams are better together. Am I talking to somebody today? <laughs> Shaq and Kobe was better together. <laughs> Batman and Robin. is better together. Captain America and Iron Man are better together. It's a lot of things that are better together. Aladdin and Jasmine are better. <laughs> Together. Some things in life are just better together. Can we agree with that today? Some things are just better together. Come on, I am better together with my wife. And all the husbands said, Hey, I mean, come on, you're missing your chance. I'm trying to help you out. Like, I am better together. (laughs) It's better together. It's better. And I really believe today, I want to just kind of pose a thought to you that we are better together. We're better together. Amen. We are better together. In the Gospel of Matthew, around the uh, 22nd chapter, a lawyer is trying to stump Jesus. Not a good idea, right? So he's like, so teacher, what, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus responds saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is cool, right? Jesus is basically saying the greatest thing that you can do in your life, the greatest thing you can do is have community or relationship with God. Amazing. The greatest thing that I can do is have community or relationship with God. Because in life, it's so easy for me to think it's all about me. Talking to somebody today, it's easy. We live in a culture, it's just easy to think life is all about me. But when I gave my life to Christ, Christ quickly showed me that it's actually not anything, it's not about you at all, Mark. No, it's actually all about me. So the greatest thing that we can do in life is have community or relationship with God. But then Jesus doesn't stop there. He's like, so the greatest thing you can do is have community or relationship with God. Secondly, which means you can't do one without the other. Secondly is by loving your neighbor as yourself. So we find out in in Jesus' own words, first, it's about him, and secondly, it's about us. It's about us. The greatest thing that we can do in life is to make the choice to have a relationship or have community with God, and community or relationship with each other. Why? Because we are better together. We're better together. See, it's an amazing thing if we, if we give our life to Christ and make a decision in a service much like this. when you raise your hand and you, and you say the prayer and you, you make that choice. But we believe that, that God really has a higher vision for your life. We really believe that. And we're, I don't think we can be content with just seeing only decisions for Christ. Because Jesus is looking for followers committed to him. But followers that are also committed to each other. Committed to each other because Jesus knows himself. He knows that we're better together. We're better off with each other. See, culture is all about me, right? Now take a selfie. Ah, Look at my profile. Watch what I do. Look what I do. Watch what I'm about. Or, hey, this was happening. Or, you know what, I need need to go get something for me to make me happy. It's all about me, 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 me. Do you because I'm about to do me. (laughs) <laughs> Culture's all about me. But it's the opposite of the kingdom because while culture is all about me, kingdom is all about us. Kingdom is all about circles. And over and over in scripture, you find time after time again where we're shown the importance of circling up, we're shown the importance of being together. In Hebrews, 10 we started reading this already but we're going to not actually go to verse 22 it says this let us all of us let us draw near to god with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us um, from uh, guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promises faithful, time out. How many believe that he is faithful today in our lives? Amen, amen, amen. Let's come back here. He is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. What I want to do with my time I have with you today is I want to look at this, this uh, passage of Scripture and pull things from it that will help us see the importance of living life and how we are better when we do that together. And the, the first one that we, that we find today is in verse 22. It says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Number one today, I really believe that drawing near to God is better together. It's better together. I remember my first time I ever went to a circle. And it's like a small group. And we were, it was, this one was in particular it was at a home. And it was in the basement of a house in Nebraska. I remember I was in high school. And we were circling up. And I was so excited because the girl I was trying to talk to was there. And it was so it was great because she was there, and so I was interested because she was interested. And I, and I showed up there, and we're all, they had pizza, I'm in. They had, they had soda, I'm in. They had cookies, hi, I was in. We're about to have a good time at church. And so I was there, and I was like, this is so much fun, and everyone's having such a great time, and this is so fantastic. And we, we, we came in, and it's okay, now everyone, let's, let's kind of, let's get, gather around, gather around. And I remember, I was like, okay, what are we going to do? And I came over here and sat down, and, and I wasn't really paying attention to what was happening. And all of a sudden I was like, so what has God been showing you this week? (laughs) See, when when people ask me questions, I wanna be prepared for what my answer is going to be. I said, so what has God been showing to you this weekend? And so I started going from person to person to person. Well, this week I was praying at four o'clock in the morning and my couch started on fire and I heard a voice from the couch that gave me instruction for the rest of my week. And I was like, word? <laughs> they go to another person, it's like, well, I was reading scripture. I was in numbers, and God was showing me all these amazing truths in the book of Numbers. It was so fascinating. And every person has something to say. And they're like, okay, um, Mark, what, what has God been showing you this week? Um... God showed me that for he loved the whole world that um, he gave his son Jesus so we would not have perishing things but we could have life I didn't know what I was talking about and so I was in high school I was like you know what forget this Next time I come to this group, I'm about to be ready. And I'm gonna be praying now. I wanna start, cause I was like, you know, if God can speak to her, chances are he can speak to me too. If, if God can speak to somebody through numbers, chances are he can speak to me. You know what I mean? Like, and it started, it started encouraging me to draw close to God. Why? Because there were people around me that were doing it. Drawing close to God is better together. Circling up helps us draw near to God. Come on, it can be hard for us to draw near to God when we're isolated. But when we're circled up, it encourages us to draw close to God even when we're busy. Got some busy people in here? It is still possible to draw close to God through busyness. Even we can be encouraged to draw close to God through disappointment, through frustration, or even when we're confused. We can draw near to God because we have a brother or a sister around us cheering us on, showing us it is possible. Drawing close to God is better together. It's better together. The second thing we find out is in verse 23. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. i tell you to like this this morning. Holding on to hope is better together. It's better together. Holding on to hope, it's, it's better. Circling up, it helps us to hold on. Come on, because sometimes we look at our life and all we can see is the mess. Life is a mess. Everything is messy. We can look at life and see all of the mess. And it's easy to feel because of that mess that we can't really even approach God. So we can feel at times like we're hopeless. And the problem with it is if we don't have hope and you feel hopeless, you're not going to find it in yourself. You're not going to find it in yourself, but... If we're in circles, we can find hope because we can share the hope that we all have. If you're feeling hopeless today, you've got to get into a circle. You've got to get into a circle. We can find hope in circles because when we walk into those things, we find out that looking around, you know, maybe I'm not as jacked up as I think I am. Because... That person right over there? See, I just think about doing bad stuff. He actually does (laughs) it. I'm not, maybe I'm not as, maybe I'm, because the whole thing is we're all a mess. And if we weren't a mess, we wouldn't need a savior. And when we circle up, we begin to draw that hope from each other. Come on, if you have felt hopeless, you need to circle up because hope is a contagious expectation that you can, that we can make it through this. Come on, let hope spring up today. If your brother can get through it, if your sister can get through it, there's a chance that God will do it for you too. Come on, let hope rise in you today. Come on, friend, you can get to the other side of this thing. God's not done with you. Jesus can turn it all around. He can restore the situation. Your greatest days are still ahead of you. And the best is yet to come on. I want you to a shout of praise if you believe it this morning. Yeah. Holding on to hope woo, is better together. It's better together. Come on, someone say we're better together. Look to someone next You say, we're better together. We're really better together. <laughs> the next one we find here, number three, it's in verse 24. It says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. You ready for this one? This is, the, this is, the, this is like if we promoted this next point, this building, we'd have like to turn away thousands of people. Ready? Number three is discipleship is better together. Go <laughs> on, church church folks like we don't really like to talk about disciples that much because then it's like, whoo, discipleship, discipleship is better together. My my mentor, I call her my spiritual mom, her name is Jeannie Mayo. She always said this to us. She said, friendship is like an elevator. It'll either take you Hey, good morning. We'll take you up, or it will bring you yeah. Relationships, friendships, there They're really important. They are kind of like, I like to think of them as the currency of life. Relationship is, like, it's, it's like, expensive to me. And there have been times in my life, relationally speaking, I've been broke. Come on, some of y'all broke today. Relationally, it's like. But there have also been times in my life. Where I have been bankrupt relationally. Relationships—they're—they're they're so powerful. They—they they create momentum in our life, either positively or negatively. Let's just break it down today and be, get real and uh, real and raw with it. Is that it's like this? Some of us, our lives are where they're at currently because of who we surround ourselves with, and we're finding our marriage in a funky place because we've been listened to a funky person. Relationships are important. See, the right relationships produce the right momentum in your life. Right relationships. So discipleship is better together. Okay, I don't think I don't think you're feeling me this morning. So let me just kind of say it like this: When I don't know how to pray or read my Bible or worship, why would I go to somebody? for advice, who hasn't been to church since Christmas 2008. (laughs) But that relationship, if I give it a voice in my life, it's creating momentum in my life, positively or negatively. See, here's the whole thing. Discipleship is better together because I need to circle up with someone that can teach me how to pray, that can teach me how to read my Bible that can teach me how to worship when I don't know what I'm doing. I, I need to circle up with someone who has a successful marriage when mine needs help. That's, that's the kind of voice I need in my life. I, I need to circle up with someone that's been where I'm at and can show me the way out of the hole that I'm in. Come on, discipleship's better together. I need to circle up with someone whose kids are acting crazy, when my kids have lost their mind. Come on, parents. God bless you, but I don't need your opinion about parenting if your kids is crazy. (laughs) Come on, I need to circle up with someone that can help me. How did you get through the teenage years with your kids? Because she's in ninth grade. She's lost her mind. She's not the same child that I raised. Well, friend, you need to get around somebody in a circle that can help navigate with you through life. I need to circle up with someone that won't judge me when I fall, but will help me stand back up and say, hey, let's get back at this thing. Discipleship is better together. I need to circle up with someone who's a fighter when I feel like it's time to quit. Come on, I need uh, to circle up with someone in my life that will tell me, snap out of it. You're better than that. I'm not going to let you quit. You've come too far to turn around now. Come on, friends, discipleship is better together. It's better together. The fourth one we find was not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's going to be the deepest thought of the whole day. Church is better together. Come on. Look to the person next to you. You should be glad they're here. I'm glad you guys came to church today. Because church is better when we're all together. See, in this scripture, though, it's, it's kind of different because meeting together is a Greek word for gather up or, or to circle up. We think of church one way, but Hebrew culture, they don't think of it like this in rows, right? They think of it. As circles. And so their churches were 10 to 15 people that would meet in a home in a circle. And here's the thing for us present day is there's a a temptation for followers of Christ to neglect circling up and choose to live an isolated life. Am I talking to somebody today? Choose to, actually, I'm just fine by myself. Don't hug me. Don't say it's nice to see. I, I am fine. I, let me just walk into church, do my thing, and be about my business. See, there's, a, there's a, going to be a poll on our life that hasn't happened already. Just come to church, sit in a row, and go home. But God is saying he wants you to reach, me to reach, our full potential. And we cannot be content just sitting in a row. God wants us to live in a circle. But the enemy, what he wants to do is to isolate you. See, let me just get real with you, not y'all, but me. I am a mess when I'm isolated. A mess. I, I'm, I'm a mess. Not y'all, me. I'm a mess. When, when, I, when I'm isolated, I don't feel like I can be seen. I feel all alone. I don't feel like anyone can hear me. I don't feel like anyone can see me. I feel unworthy. I feel dirty. I feel insignificant. And isolation, what it has a tendency to do is actually cage us up and feel like we're stuck. And I really believe I have a word for someone today because that's what the enemy's trying to do to you. He's trying to cage you up. He's trying to distract you from really getting connected and living life together with other people and put off this whole thing for another week or another month or or another year. Just try to get you to put it off just a little bit longer because here's the thing. He's not isolating you and caging caging you up because of who you are right now. He's trying to cage you up And isolate you because of what God's about to birth in and through your life. If he can keep you isolated, your family stays a mess. If he can keep you isolated, your relationships continually have negative momentum. But if you can get together with somebody, things are about to change because church is better together. We accomplish more together than we can alone. We can draw strength from our circle by living a real example that mountains can still move in our lives. That giants, though they may be tall, though they may be loud and obnoxious and violent, they can still fall. We can be a living example that lives really can change if we are living life together. In every battle, two is better than one. Because we're better together. We're better together. The fifth one is this. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Number five is this. Again, encouragement is better together. It was deep, right? I know. But actually, encouragement isn't better together. Encouragement is only possible together. Encouragement is impossible in isolation. You can't encourage somebody if you don't know them. More so, you can't be encouraged if they don't know you. Encouragement is better together, it's better together. Because life can be hard, and all of us in this room have probably come to a point in our life that we felt like quitting. Because the world has lost its mind. Situations, circumstances, we need encouragement. We're in this together. See, God did not design you and I to live this life isolated and alone. That's why it's so important at Higher Vision Church that we create space for people to belong why circles are so important. Because we need each other. That's what it's all about. Encouragement, the word there literally means this. It means for instruction. How many of us have, have, there, have ever needed instruction in our life? Four of us. Okay, good. So the rest of us got it all together. So instruction. Encouragement is for instruction. But it also means this. It, it means to teach. Come on. We're never, we're never too old to learn something new. Encouragement is there to teach us. Encouragement is also there. I like this one. There's a, in this room today, there's no telling the situations that people are facing. Life, health, family—I don't know, jobs, whatever's happening. There's no telling, but we know that there's people that are facing difficult situations. My stuff isn't like yours, but it's all intense where we're living. But here's the whole thing: we need to live life together because one of those, one of those uh, meanings for the word encouragement is to comfort. How can we offer comfort to each other if we're not together? That's Christ's design for us is we're better together. Why? So we can have someone to teach us and instruct us, but also to comfort us. Another meaning that word encouragement is to strengthen. Come on, somebody. There are times in all of our lives where we feel weak. But when we are together, we can be strengthened. One of my favorite definitions of this word is to propel and push forward. Come on, all of us have experienced time where it's kind of dragging through life, barely making it. But if we are together, we can have someone come up beside us and propel us and push us forward. But we can only experience that type of encouragement if we are together. Why? We are better together. See, we live in one of the most sarcastic societies in world, that the world has ever seen. Everything is sarcastic. Sarcastic humor. We we deal with it at our house, at our schools, at our jobs, when we're at the store. Everything is sarcastic. And the problem is when people come to church, they're looking for a new experience. And a lot of time they get the same thing they get in the world. But what would happen if Higher Vision Church decided to go counterculture? And said, so, you know what? Even if nobody else does this, I'm about to make hire. Every person I meet, this is going to be the most encouraging place in the whole nation. When people walk into here, they're going to to feel like they're comforted because I'm there. They're going to feel like they're strengthened because I'm there. They're going to feel like they're propelled because I'm there. And I want to just pose this thought to you. What would happen if the church was really that way? Well, I guarantee you the whole city would take notice. Don't believe me? Let's check out John real quick. He might might throw something at us this way. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, committed followers of Christ, if you don't talk to each other at church. Okay. If, If you stay isolated and go to church. No. By this, everybody will know you are my committed followers if you love each other. Come on, friends. We're better together. That's why at Higher Vision we have over 100 circles for you to get hooked up to. Over 100 of them. Let's check a couple of them out on on Monday. We have a circle, HV Guardians and a a prayer circle. Come on, that's amazing stuff. Over on Tuesday we have HV Women and HV Men. We got the club and and the venue. We got a a HV Persian home Bible study, a a circle. On Wednesday, spiritual growth now. We got young marrieds. These are circles so you can do life with people we are better together. Thursday nights we got... The culture, our young adults ministry. We got the uh, Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman. Hey! well, Come on, uh, th- that's a great circle. Friday night, we have mobs and, and hip-hop. There's a lot of circles. You just gotta get doing life with somebody. Pastor Jared's even talking about starting a circle in the Palmdale, Lancaster area so we can have people that are better together there as well. And maybe you're like, well, I'm kinda, I'd like to be a part of that group, or maybe you even want to start your own group. But like, I don't, I've never been to Bible college. I don't know much theology, but that's all right. Maybe your circle could be getting a group of, of guys or, or, or ladies to, to go to Starbucks and just have a cup of coffee together and talk about life and pray for each other. You're better together that way. You know, if you're interested in doing something like that, talk to your ministry leader and get, get started, because this is what it's all about, creating space for people to belong so they can feel and be together. You know, there's, there's a lot of times in... In my life, I can't even I can't even count the amount of times I felt like like I've had nothing left to give. Maybe you feel that way today. I was like, I don't have anything anything more to give. But when I gather together, when I circle up, there's an exchange that happens. See, pe- people don't know know your hurts, but Jesus does. The important thing is is he's in the, he's in the midst of it as we gather together as we praise as we gather I don't know how but but there's like a new strength a a newfound courage a a newfound hope it's like it's injected into our spirit when we come together when we circle up when we gather together something happens that can't even be explained you were you were thinking about quitting but then you got together you were thinking about just stop going to church all I'm, I'm I'm done with this whole Jesus thing but but then you circled up and It's like you got injected with some strength. Your backbone kind of got some some metal to it now. It's like, no, I'm not backing down. I can do this because I got people with me. Isaiah, it's a really interesting scripture. It says this, that, that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Shall walk and not faint. In Hebrew, that phrase, but they that wait literally means they that gather up or circle up. The Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That term faint, not faint means this. Is that you won't throw in the towel. They that gather together, they won't quit. We're better together. See, I'm here today because of a circle. When I wanted to quit, when I didn't have the answers for what was happening, when I was confused, I was hurting, when I wanted to hide, when I wanted to run away and never look back, God renewed my strength through a circle and I wouldn't throw in the towel. I held on and sometimes hope, holding on to hope, it's like you're holding on to a huge rope. Sometimes you feel like you're holding on to a piece of yarn. That's where I was at in life around this time eight years ago. But like I was holding on to a piece of yarn I like, this is not enough but I got into a circle God turned it around I'm here today not because I was so strong to make it no I'm here today because of the strength of others that came beside me the same can be true for you friend you can make it you can make it no matter what you're facing you can make it Matthew 16:18 says it this way and upon this rock I will build my church or my gathering or my circle and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it we got to circle up because when you circle up you can walk through anything you can walk through a desert you can walk through the darkness you can walk in the most dangerous places in life when you're with your family when you're circled up and you're together why we are better together we find out this truth totally crystallizes for us it makes total sense when we look at Matthew 18:20 it says for where there are two or three are gathered together circled up together in my name there I am in the midst there I am why are we better together because when we are together and we circle up Jesus is there with us That's why we can't isolate ourselves That's why we can't we cannot choose to isolate ourselves we need each other. We need our family. And Maybe today you're like, I want to be a part of a family like that. I want to be a part of a family that, that helps me have hope, that gives me strength in the hard times, that is there with me. I want to be better together. That's I want to be a part of that family. And today you can be. And how you become part of that family is by meeting the father of that family. See, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, say, Look, well, I don't know if I, can, if I can follow Jesus to be part of that family because i got a lot of trash in my life. But let me encourage you today. There's still treasure in your trash. No matter how messy your life feels today, Jesus can make a miracle out of the mess. No matter how, how many times you've done it, no matter how many times you said you wouldn't, no matter how many times you said you're sorry, God's arms are still wide open today saying, come into my family. We're better together. We're better in your weakness. That's where my strength's perfect. We are better together. We're better together. And today, maybe you've never joined God's family. I want to give you the opportunity. So if you would, just bow your head and close your eyes.